If you're a woman who is always called wifey material, the dream girl, yet men don't treat you correctly so you end up being the one who got away, I'm going to need you to listen to what I'm about to say because I need you to stop getting tricked and this is why you're getting tricked. Now it's easy to say that all of these men are intentionally manipulating you, which some of them will be, but some of them genuinely do believe that you're their dream girl, not because in their heart you are their ideal match, but because on paper, from what they've been taught and what they've been told, they think Think they're supposed to be with you. A lot of men grow up being taught that they're supposed to be with a certain type of woman in the end. So even if it doesn't align with who they are as an individual person, a lot of them put in the back of their head that one day they're going to become this certain type of man and they're going to be with a certain type of woman. And what happens is when they meet these women along their way in their journey, because they align with what they've been taught that they're supposed to be with on paper, they try and convince themselves that they want to be with that person so much so that they will constantly put them on the back burner, step in and out of their life just to keep them around and stay in touch with them because it makes them feel like they're going to get there soon even though they don't even want to be there. The perfect example of this that I've seen so much growing up is when men who are drug dealers on the streets live in the fast life and don't want to change always seek women who are in university, who are lawyers, who are nurses, who have an established career because they think they're supposed to be with them then end up cheating on them constantly with the women that love the fast life, probably met them in the strip club and there's nothing wrong with these women because that ultimately matches their lifestyle. The problem is that they're not allowing themselves to accept that that is who they want to be with. Not the nurse, not the doctor, not the lawyer. Now this doesn't mean that you're nobody's dream girl, that you're not wifey material, you're absolutely the dream woman to the right person. However, a lot of people are going to think that they're supposed to be with you, which means you're going to have a lot of gift of the gab, a lot of words. So if words of affirmation is your love language, you need to get a new one because people are going to sweet talk you. But what you need to be looking out for is action. If he's not treating you like you're his dream girl, you're not his dream girl. And if you keep being the one who got away, you're dating the wrong people. Because the right man for you, who values you as you are, who truly sees you as his dream girl, is not going to let you just get away. So until more men get the emotional maturity and the courage to actually be with who they want to be with, who aligns with them and be comfortable in that, you're going to have to be really, really firm when it comes to who you allow into your life. Because these men will run game on you if you let them. Welcome back and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today on your journey. Before we get into today's episode, I want to announce that an ebook is on its way about my abstinence journey with mindful and culturally relevant practices, tips, and more on how to navigate this walk of abstinence. If that is something that interests you, please be sure you're following the pod on Instagram at underscore while we wait, which you'll also find linked in the show notes. With that being said, podcasts aren't really free. Please consider supporting this work via donation. You'll find all the ways to donate in the show notes. All right, let's get into today's topic. Oh, wait, one more thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Bex Bax, a Black woman-founded private supper club in New York City. If you'd like more information on this incredible initiative, follow at Bex Bax on Instagram, and all information will be in the show notes. Okay, now let's really get into today's episode. (laughs) 
Today, I want to really discuss making sure that your lifestyle matches your wants, needs, and desires. If you appreciated the message at the opening of this episode, you can find the young woman's information in my show notes. Please go support her on TikTok. I absolutely love her content. The reason why I chose that message to open the episode today is because this is something that we need to discuss, ladies, okay? We need to discuss it. And men, because I just found out 30% of my listeners are men. Shocking to me. (laughs) Shocking, shocking, but exciting news to me. So, hey, men, how y'all doing? Thank you for joining us. But yes, sometimes I feel that on our abstinence journey, We are trying to prove that we are the better choice, the better option. We are doing the right thing. Someone else is doing the wrong thing. And a lot of times, folks' abstinence journey begins as a trauma response. It doesn't begin as something that they are doing to you know, develop a deeper spiritual relationship with themselves. It's not something that they're doing to better understand themselves. It is a trauma response, often because of what this young lady spoke about at the beginning of the episode, which is you feel like you've been dating, you've been having experiences, you've been having sex, or you've been at least sexually intimate. Maybe there's no penetration, yada, yada, yada. However you want to define it, the point is you've been doing some things and you've been getting into these relationships and situationships and uh, uh, whatever Jada Pinkett Smith said, uh, entanglements. You've been getting into these things and you are finding yourself not fulfilled. You are finding yourself in the position of the one who, quote unquote, got away all the time or the one that people are telling, you would be my wife, I would marry you, you would make such a good boyfriend, you would be my husband, I would marry you. Yet, when when push comes to shove, when when, when it comes time to really get down on bend and knee, they are doing it for someone that seems so opposite to yourself. And then you start to really get into a, a cycle of doubting yourself, of doubting your choices, of feeling bad, of feeling scorned, of developing a bitterness. And you're like, what? why is this happening to me? Why would this person tell me that I am all of their, their hopes, dreams, and desires, but they are getting down on bended knee for someone else or they are opening the doors after I begged for my car door to be open, right? For someone that seems to be all the things that they hate. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. (sighs) People are going to do what they want to do. And they are allowed to do that. Just like you are allowed to respond how you see fit. Right? When somebody is telling you you are everything that they want, but they turn around and go to the opposite or just someone very different than yourself. Maybe not totally opposite. There may be similarities, but different enough where you're you're confused. You're like, I don't understand. It's because their lifestyle is not really matching their wants, needs, and desires. And they are trying to convince themselves that they really want something that they don't want so they can pretend to be living a lifestyle that they are not really living. Because they think that if they walk down a certain path, they're going to yield a certain outcome, but they are not telling themselves the truth. They are not telling themselves the facts. They are telling themselves, 
if I pretend long enough, quote unquote, if I fake it till I make it long enough in in the arena of love and relationship and sex, I'll finally get the things that I want. But I'm here to tell you that that is not how that is going to work. And actually, you are doing yourself such a disservice. Like the person who is chasing you, running around, is just too hot to try on your booty and says they want you so bad, but they're living a completely opposite lifestyle than you are, but telling you they want you so bad is doing themselves a disservice. Like the young lady said, there is nothing wrong for you wanting someone that is doing the same things as you. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to be truthful and honest with yourself and say, I really need somebody living my lifestyle. Otherwise, I'm going to be living a lie. In your abstinence journey, and I've said this before, you're going to come across people who are going to assume that because you all are dating... And after dating and courtship, if and when you enter into a relationship, that they have to walk that path with you. I have always advocated for that's their choice. They don't have to walk this path with you. They should want to walk this path with you. And you should want to be with someone who wants to walk this path with you. And so if they don't want to walk this path with you, then you are not going to be equally yoked with them. And you were always going to find yourself in a position of being, quote unquote, the one who got away. You're going to find yourself in a position where people are somewhat putting you on a pedestal or telling you why they feel like you would be so great in their lives, but they cannot keep up with you. They cannot actually raise themselves up to your standards. And you won't necessarily be lowering yourself to their standards, but you will be settling and you will be doing yourself a disservice. You're going to be hurting your own feelings. And I was having a conversation with somebody recently who said that they felt that dating while abstinent was going to be hard. Because they didn't know how they were going to go about having this conversation with potential romantic partners. And if y'all have been listening to me as long as I have been putting this out this podcast, you will know that uh, (laughs) you don't need to tell anybody that you're abstaining from sex. I have taken it upon myself to be very public facing about my journey because that is what I've been called to do. That is what's on my spirit. That is my charge right now at this time of my life. So it is what I'm doing. Y'all don't tell nobody. Don't tell anybody. It's not their business while you're dating. You know how you can tell them? If you really want to tell them, show them. Show them. Show them that that is not something that they have access to. And they will figure it out. Trust me. They will figure it out. Oh, you don't have sex. Oh, you're not having sex. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think people need to be asking people about what they're doing sexually unless you are having sex with that person. Not if you intend to, mm -mm. if you are. If you are not, then it's none of your business. The only time I advocate for actually having the conversation before you are in one, a committed relationship with somebody, not dating. I Now, a hard and fast rule for me is I'm not telling nobody I'm dating now. I'm not doing that. If we're just dating, which is actively going on dates, 
right? Because dating does not mean you're in a committed relationship. Dating means you're going on dates. So you're dating. You are both pretty much figuring out if you would like to be in relationship with each other. But in dating, no, it's so not your business whether or not I am or am not having sex. Why? I'm not having sex with you and you know that. How do you know that? Because I'm not having sex with you. Thank you. So don't put yourself in a position to to even be the person that got away because it's not a badge of honor. It's not. I know that society makes us feel like it's a badge of honor to be the one that got away, to be the one that people continue to chase. But all that is telling you is that you are not living a lifestyle that is conducive to what you want in your life. I had to make a choice around year three, three or four of this journey. And I had to really get serious with myself. I had to tell myself, listen, hey, hey, girl, hey, right? You want to be in a committed monogamous relationship with a man who is enthusiastically willing to walk this path with you. If that is what you want and desire, you cannot continue to have men in your life who you know are not enthusiastically willing to walk this path with you, not even casually in terms of dating prospects. People will let you know what their intentions are quite early on. If you know this to be true, then you have to politely excuse those men from your life. Because holding that energy around, like holding the energy of people who really don't want the same things that you want around is going to prolong your arrival to meeting the person that wants to do the things you want to do, that wants to walk this path with you. What is for you is for you, so that person will always come around to you. But you can be blocking and prolonging that arrival because you are holding people around you who you know do not want to do this, who you know are not going to walk this path with you. And so what is the point of receiving attention from those people? Hmm? Think about it. Hmm? Think. Why do you even want attention from those people? Think about it. (laughs) Why do you want attention from those people? How is it serving you? How is it blessing you? How is it uplifting you? How is it making you better? How is receiving attention from people who do not want the same things that you want romantically, sexually, and spiritually helping you at all? It's not. It's not helping you and it's holding you back. And I'm telling you this because I love you and I really don't want you to feel like you deserve a pat on the back or an award because you were the one that got away or you're the one that they keep coming back to or you're the one that people keep telling you are so great. You are all the things that I want. And then they go skip off with somebody who's nothing like you because that's going to mess with your head. You're going to start feeling like you shouldn't be walking on this path anymore. You're going to start feeling like if you hold steadfast and true to this, you're never going to find them. And I don't want you to feel like that. Sometimes what we do when we are desperate is we put ourselves 
in a position to get attention from anybody that will give it to us. Because we just want to feel somebody else pouring into our cup like we've been pouring into their cup and everyone else's cup. And let me tell you something. Your cup is not empty. It's not empty. And you don't need people to pour into you who really don't want anything to do with you because they just want to drink from your cup to fill themselves up and throw you in the trash when they're done. That's how your cup becomes empty. But you know how you keep your cup full? You leave them alone. You leave those people alone. I um, I sat and reflected. And I realized that the the more people that listen to this podcast, the more popular that it becomes, the more questions that I receive in my inbox asking me about this journey and, and, and what prompted me to get here is that a lot of people really um, are scared, are scared to start because they don't want to be left behind. And I really want to encourage and motivate you to sit down and write out why you even feel that this would be something that could have you left behind in the, in the dating game, in the romance game. There is an emphasis on spending your time searching for somebody that would just find you if you would focus on yourself. And that's why I really love the message that I shared at the top of the episode because what she is saying is so true. You have to be so disciplined in how you honor yourself that, again, you would never see. Like, when somebody even starts to say that to you, like, oh, you're too good for me or you're perfect or you would be who I would marry or I should marry you or you could be the da da that that would actually set off alarms in your mind. And instead of you sitting there giggling thinking it's cute, you would see it as a warning sign. You would see it as them admitting to you that they are not ready to live that lifestyle with you. And it's okay. It might hurt because you might really want them. But it is not worth stepping off the path if that's not what you really want to do. Your lifestyle by nature, will just change. Your dating practices will change. Your conversation will change. Your outlook will change. And so you have to make sure that the lifestyle is actually matching your wants, needs, and desires. Right? You can't keep hanging out with people who are robbing the bank if you don't want to be a bank robber. Because you might say to yourself, oh, well, I'm, I'm never going to rob a bank. I, I just hang out with them. They're just my friends. I just see them Monday, Thursday, and Wednesday. You know, I don't go with them to rob the banks. I would never do that. But slowly and surely, you'll find yourself doing little things. Little things. You might not be robbing the banks, right? But you 
you, you, you might be taking little things from here and there, thinking, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's, not, it's no big deal. And then before you know it, you're going to be in that getaway car with them after robbing the bank. And then when you find yourself in such dire straits, you're going to say, how did I get here? Because your lifestyle didn't match your want, needs, and desires. You didn't want to, you didn't desire, and you did not need to rob a bank. But you kept hanging out with people who rob banks. At some point, you were going to become a bank robber like them. So if you are abstinent, and hear me well, because I don't want y'all to say, oh, she said you can't hang around people who are not abstinent. No, plenty of my friends are not abstaining. So hear me well. If you are abstaining, when you are dating, you cannot continue to hold on to, to make people placeholders who are telling you in action that they do not want to, cannot, are not ready and or prepared to walk this path with you. You can't. Because if you continue to have those those placeholders, it's going to be a long road, a long and frustrating journey. And that's actually the only thing that I would really say at this point in time, five years in, that could make abstinence and dating difficult is 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 having placeholders. That that's the only thing I could really confidently say will make the journey feel difficult is you're going to have placeholders. But you're going to put the placeholders there. They're not going to put themselves there. You're going to put them there because you're going to think <laughs> well, let me just keep going a couple of dates with them. Let me just see. Let me drop little hints. No. No. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. There's too many people on this planet, right? Too many people on this planet who you won't need to drop hints to or for. Actually, you won't even feel convicted to do that because they're going to tell you themselves that that's something they're willing to do. And hear me well. They're not going to always tell you like outright like, yes, I have considered abstinence in my life. No, they're going to tell you through their actions. They're not going to try to sleep with you immediately. They're going to respect the physical boundaries that you set up when y'all do get to cuddle in and canoodle in or whatever, holding hands. And they're going to respect the boundaries. They're not going to question why the boundaries even in place, right? They're not going to suggest that you all do things that might lead you to having sex. They're telling you because they're showing you. So you have to watch. You have to pay attention. And you have to be vigilant. You cannot feel bad for getting rid of placeholders. You have to. You must. (laughs) You must get rid of placeholders so you can be happy. And so you stop putting yourself in a position to be, quote unquote, the one that got away. The shoulda, coulda, woulda bens. That's not a good feeling. Nobody even deserves to sit in that place. But where that starts 
is your lifestyle doesn't match your wants, needs, and desires. You're saying I want this. You're saying I need that. You're saying I desire this, but you are living totally opposite. You got to do a self audit. You got to sit down with yourself and be honest. Am I really living? Am I living the way that I need to, to call in what I want for my life? Or am I kind of tiptoeing around it because I don't want to be left behind? You're not going to be left behind. That's not going to happen to you. Okay? You're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. Trust me. You will. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found value in it. The next episode is going to be longer. I know these first couple episodes and the return of season four have been a little short and not what you all are used to, but don't worry. Okay? It's because I'm I'm getting y'all ready. Getting y'all ready for these these heavier topics. So we're we're keeping it kind of like we're keeping it a little more conversational. But we about to get back to the lessons. We about to get back to the lessons. Okay. Have a beautiful day. All right. And I will talk to you again real soon.